If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hey, how you doing, everyone? Uh, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia. We're here at we're here on Facebook Live, uh, getting ready to do a special Thursday edition. Uh, got quite a bit to talk about tonight. You know, the, the show on Raw this Monday night was I thought it was pretty good. And then SmackDown. Well, SmackDown's been you know killing them in the ratings. But I'm just, uh, you know, just uh, waiting, waiting for my co-host to chime in. You know, it's always a pleasure doing the show with Greg. You know, I always tell people that, you know, the show wouldn't be what it is, what it is if it wasn't for the Nugster. I mean, it seems like no matter what uh, problems are, are thrown his way, what obstacles are thrown his way, he always he's always ready to do the top rope report. So looking forward to talking with him again tonight and listening to his views and his points about what's going on with the show and with Raw SmackDown. Hopefully everything will will happen and you know, we've got the pay-per-view coming up this Sunday, which we're going to be talking about. And um, so, well, we're getting ready to go. And, and good evening, everyone, and welcome to a special Thursday night edition of the Top Rope Report here on 1640 PWPR Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio. TalkShoe.com, Facebook Live. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster, Greg. Greg, how's it going? Hey, what's up, Chef? Not much. Uh, we got a, a little bit to talk about tonight with the pay-per-view and uh, SmackDown and Raw, but I think the big story this week that we found out yesterday was the passing of Road Warrior Animal. Um, yeah, yeah, very... Very shocking. Yes, I read. I read on one of the websites that he did pass away from natural causes. Um, you know. I mean, to me, that's. I mean, not that I'm being cynical or or anything, but how does somebody at the age of sixty years old pass away of natural causes? Right. I don't know. That's just what one of the websites was saying. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit more in just a second. And to honor the legacy of Joe Laurinaitis, known as Road Warrior Animal, we would like to toll the bell ten times. Sorry, it's not it, it's not working. Oh. I, I was kind of rushed to start the show before I was able to get things set. Unfortunately, yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Oh, okay. Let me see if I can figure it out. Let's try it again. All righty. Well, I apologize. Well, like I said, uh, to honor the legacy and the career of Road Warrior Animal, we will toll the bell ten times. No, it's not working. Oh, all righty. I, I don't know why. Well, I'm sure. I wasn't given time to properly set up before the show started, so I apologize to the fans out there. And as well as I, because normally that's... There we go. Okay. All right. Here we go. The 10-bell salute to Road Warrior Animal. One more time.
Rest in peace, animal. You're up there with Hawk now. They're going to make a hell of a tag team up there. I'll tell you that. They're going to be hard to beat again. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, so, I mean, with you know, Raw, SmackDown, the, this, well, tomorrow night is going to be the go-home show for the pay-per-view. They had the go-home show Monday night. What was your take on uh, on Monday Night Raw's go-home show? I mean, Retribution has contracts now. What's that going to do to the roster and all? Well, I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, I Two things. <laughs> One is I thought Raw was, as far as a show goes, it was probably maybe around a B or B minus. But with it being a go-home show, for a pay-per-view, I have to give it a C minus. They did very little to further any of the storylines. Um, I mean, it feels like this whole, you know, I mean, Asuka, who I, 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 I'll speak for myself, not going to speak for both of us, but I know me and, and I know other people have thought that she was carrying at least a female brand. Um, of WWE since Becky Lynch announced her pregnancy. Um, Asuka is one of the top performers in all of the roster right. through the early pandemic phase. Now she's defending her title against Selena Vega at Clash of Champions on the pre-show. Uh, okay, so maybe they added a little more fuel to the Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton thing. Yep. Um, what else have they done? Right. You know, most of the show was, was focused on retribution. Right. Uh, and things not having to do with, you know, the, the whole Seth Rollins DNA Mysterio thing. Been there, done that. <laughs> yep. I mean, he even alluded to it right. in his thing. Um, and it just took way too much focus away from a pay-per-view. Right. I agree. I totally agree. I mean, the, the stuff that they should have been hammering home on the go-home show, they weren't. I mean, you know, you've got every title that's being defended. And, I mean, and even on SmackDown, I mean, you've got Jay, you've got, uh, Jay Uso going against Roman Reigns for the title, and yet we see him team up twice in two weeks. I mean, that kind of... I mean, I think that kind of defeats the purpose. They really haven't been speaking much about it on either show. And but don't you? Well, th they've been building up the fact that it's a family member versus you know family versus family for right. the title. And you know, at least um, you, you know Nakamura and Cesaro are facing Lucha Party, Lucha House Party, who's been a thorn in their ass. For a while, we've mm -hmm. known Bailey against Nikki Cross for a while. I mean, yeah. Did you even know that Bobby Lashley, who Bobby Lashley is fighting at this pay per view? No, not until I, uh, not until I, I mean, I read it on our page. I, I think somebody posted it on our page, or I heard it on one of the websites that he was going against Bobby Lashley. Other than that, I didn't even know. Who he was fighting. Bobby, I know. Bobby Lashley's going up against Bobby Lashley. No, I mean, I heard that Bobby Lashley, I heard that Bobby Lashley was going up against um, Apollo Crews on one of the websites. I didn't exactly. know, I didn't know that no. because they didn't say anything on the show, on Raw. Exactly. The Hurt Business has been more involved with retribution than the fact that Bobby Lashley is fighting Apollo Crews. Right. Because Apollo Crews lost um, last week to um, Cedric Alexander. Yep. The week before that, he took on Delton Benjamin. Yep. I mean, I, I think Monday Night Raw's done a horrible job um, building up to this pay-per-view. Absolutely. I totally agree 100%. Couldn't agree with you more on that. And it's just a situation where I don't know how they're going to pull. I mean, you know, you talked about Asuka. Now, by putting Asuka on the pre-show, 
and having her go against Zelina Vega, does that mean that the WWE uh, creative isn't putting very much emphasis on concentrating on the women's division anymore or not for just for this pay-per-view? I think it's for this pay-per-view. I think they, I'm hoping they have something else for Asuka. Um, and they're just using Zelina Vega um, as like, you know, one of those little temporary stop gaps. Right. You know, like a little bump in the road, so to speak. So I can, right. I can understand. I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if there's something that happens between Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax that caused the Riot Squad to win the titles. And then, yep. you know, maybe you inject, you know, Shayna and I into some type of feud where eventually one of them takes on Asuka. Right. I was thinking something to that effect as well because, you know, the rumor has it that, you know, even from the time they won the title, they really weren't getting along very well. <laughs> Excuse me. So something's probably going to give in that match. And, uh, you know, like I said, this Sunday is going to be our pay-per-view prediction show. Looking forward to, to doing that. Um, now, for Smack now with SmackDown, I mean, that's coming up this Friday. It's the go-home show. Um, I hope that they do something as far as, you know, talking about, I think, I, don't, I can't say the importance of the um, – Universal title or the title that Roman Reigns, yeah, the Universal title. Um, but I hope they drive a point home. I mean, I don't think that's going to be the main event. I think the main event is going to be McIntyre and Randy Orton. But I mean, unless they have something big planned for Reigns um, and Uso, right? I mean, if Say hypothetically it won't be happening. Just say that Brock Lesnar is supposed to show up, you know, an F five, you know, both of them, and then this and that, and then the Rock's going to come out and he's going to F five them. I mean, far from something right shockingly happened. Yep. As in at the end of SummerSlam when Roman Reigns showed up, I think the final match will be, you know, for McIntyre. Yep. Now, even though you gave Monday Night Raw a C minus, was there anything on the show that like stuck out to you that, even though it was a C minus, you were like, hey, you know, that was actually a pretty good segment. Not really. Nothing, you know, outstanding that I could that I could think of. I mean, if I, you know, go back on my phone and look at the results, I might be, oh yeah, that's right. But nothing, and that's the problem. Right. You know, that's the big problem. I mean, okay. You know, Drew McIntyre, Keith Lee, again, yep. goes to a, you know, no finish. Um, and, you know, work coming out, and, you know, RKO at the end. And, you know, so, I mean, I was, I mean, one of the big things I was looking forward to was the Braun Strowman, Davo Cotto, or Davo Cotto. Oh, yeah, Davo Cotto, yeah. Um, in their Raw Underground match, which lasted about three and a half, maybe four minutes, yep. and was useless. Even Yeah, even that fell short. I mean, you know, you had the KO show where he bought out Shane McMahon, which I was pretty surprised at, and he got attacked by Alistair Black. Now, I mean, we're obviously not going to – we're going to see that feud – Champions. Right. Nothing. That's what I'm saying. I mean, they had that. Exactly. Yep. 85% of the show had nothing to do with Clash of Champions. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had um, the triple threat tag team match where they were saying, you know, the winner's going to get a tag team title match. You know, at least they made right. at least they made that point, you know, relevant because that had to do with Clash of Champions. Whoever won oh, that. Yeah. Zelina, Vega took on, Zelina Vega took on Mickey James to the right to fight Asuka. Yeah. But still, once again, right there's 20 minutes of a three-hour show. Yep. Absolutely. So, you know, and they kept promoting that if Keith Lee beat Drew McIntyre, 
he was going to be in the match instead of Randy Orton. Then that's the way I interpret it, the way the commentators talking about it. That, that, that's not how it was explained at first. It was first explained that if Randy Orton wasn't medically cleared to fight right. and Keith Lee beat him last week, then he would have taken Randy Orton's place. Yep. That's the way I that's the way I took it, that you know, if yeah. if he wasn't gonna show up, then Keith Lee was gonna get the the spot for the title if he won. But you know they're not yeah. gonna you know Randy Orton's not gonna miss a a world title opportunity. Yeah. You know, he he was gonna get he was gonna get cleared real quick. Um I was kind of intrigued. I mean as as crazy as it may sound, I was kind of intrigued to see how Retribution was going to handle themselves in the ring in a real match. I mean, granted, they are guys from NXT. You know, they've been wrestling. This was their first time on the main roster. We know we know a majority of them. And, I mean, I just thought that it's... Huh? Do we know a majority of them? Well, yeah, I mean, the ones that were there. You know, Mercedes, Mercedes Martinez, Mia Yim... Dijakovic, Dio Madden. And then when you told me about the guy with the hockey mask, to be honest with you, I never heard of that guy. Well, he's, he's an NXT guy. But how about the other 12, guys, 12 members of Retribution <laughs> that came out in the rest of the show? I know. And are they going to use more? Right. You can't say we know most of them. We know five. We don't right. know how many there are. Right. That's another stupid point of this group of people. Yep. And are they going to use more of them, or are they going to put the emphasis on the ones that were just on Monday Night Raw? I mean, if they use more of them, then it might make it interesting to say, well, geez, I wonder who they're going to put in this week. I, I, still, I still believe that whoever the mastermind behind Retribution, it, it's still not been revealed. And, and I think that person, is, it's got to be a big name. Or whether it be from current or from the past or whatever it may be. Right. Because this is all we're going to get. Mm -hmm. what, what are these five people, the, the five people that were out in the ring, what has WWE done to them that they need to get retribution for? Right. Absolutely. You know, that, that's where, I mean, that, that's my other bicker about this retribution thing. Um, I'll get into it in Nuggies News. But it's why these five, why did they talk? Right. That that's only scares me. This is all we're gonna get. Mm-hmm. And you know, in a way, it kind of reminds me of the first time the Shield came out. Nobody knew who they were. Nobody knew what they were about. You know, the three guys that just came out of the ring started beating people up, and then we knew yeah, it. Was been around for about six weeks. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they they were out before SummerSlam. Yep. Which was what six weeks ago? Yeah. This was a while ago mm -hmm. that they that they came out, and the, the, we we found out about the shield within a couple weeks. Okay, but yeah, but I'm just kind of they weren't hidden behind masks or anything. They were Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins. True. True. Came out through the audience. True. It came out through the audience. Now, if you were doing a situation where you were on the um, booking committee, what would you do with retribution? I mean, would you say, hey, guys, this is how this is going to work? What would you do to, to give? I mean, I know that there's no fans in the stands and everything. There's virtual fans. But for the people that are watching at home, what can the WWE creative do with this group to give them the holy shit factor? And wow, what are these? These guys are unbelievable. They've already blown it. Oh, they've already blown it. 
Okay. They should have been what they, they should have kept them the way they did as far as coming in, wreaking havoc, dominating people. To put those three guys in a match against the Hurt Business, well, wait a minute. Now, am I supposed to cheer the Hurt Business? Or am I supposed to boo the Hurt Business? What am I, what am I supposed to do now? You know, or, or do I now like Retribution because they're only going up against the Hurt Business? Or then do I hate Retribution because they took out Drew McIntyre and Keith Lee again? Right. <laughs> if they were going to put them up against the Hurt Business, then what you need do was have them put down the hurt business. Done. Yep. They didn't do that. Nope. They just talked about the roster. They talked about this. They talked about that. Everything but one specific. I'm talking, I'm talking in a six-man tag at the end of the show. Yep. They should have dominated that match. Yes, they should have. But they were kind of, you know, okay against Cedric Alexander, okay against Shelton Benjamin, but absolutely nothing against Bobby Lashley. Right. Lashley dominated retribution, and that's when all the other clubs came in the ring. Yep, because they saw that, you know, retribution is getting beat down by a I'm not saying that the other guys aren't legitimate superstars, but they saw them getting beat down by Bobby Lashley, and they just ran in and created all kinds of chaos. Right. What was one of the best parts of Keith Lee coming into the Royal Rumble? The unexpectedness. No, the fact that he and Brock Lesnar collided. You know what I mean? Yeah. Brock Lesnar didn't dominate him. He didn't dominate Brock Lesnar. At the very least, that's what should have been done. Lashley should have power slammed or whatever he does to Dijakovic, and Dijakovic should have stopped right back up and stood in his face. Right. Like, that's it? That's all you got? Instead, they what? stayed down when they got beat. Which made him look weak. Right. So, so the next thing would be is to maybe, maybe Survivor Series have redemption run the show. I don't know. Right. <laughs> and and you know they usually have a. Tr I think what when they have the Survivor Series. They usually have a traditional five-on-five -five Survivor Series match along with the other ones that they have. Maybe they should have a traditional... Good. Didn't last year's Survivor Series, wasn't it each of the three bands are represented in like every match? Or am I thinking of a different game with you? Mm, no, I think that... I think No, you're right. I think each brand was, was, uh, was represented. But, I th but usually they have a traditional five-on-five Survivor Series match elimination, and I think maybe they should do something with Retribution and get five of their guys and five of the guys from the roster from the Raw roster, and you know just go at it. Right. Let's see here results. Uh, and you see, guys, this is why Nuggie's the best in the business. He does his homework. Cruiserweight title, they had Leo Rush from NXT, Tazawa from Raw, Kalisto from SmackDown, they had the Viking Raiders from Raw versus the New Day from SmackDown versus the Undisputed Air from NXT. Yeah, so they had all the brands represented. Survivor Triple Threat Elimination Match. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I mean, with this with this pay per view coming up, I mean, do you think? Now you said it was it's been six weeks since we saw since we saw Retribution when they first came out. I mean, 
Um, August 30th was payback. Yeah. So it's been longer than that then. Now, do you think... Yeah. Now, do you think the WWE creative should have done something with them on this pay-per-view? Or wait till the next pay-per-view because this one's only all about champions? I wouldn't have done anything with Retribution. I mean, maybe still have them wreaking havoc like they have been. You know, backstage, maybe doing a thing with the lights or whatever for one more week. I would have waited until Monday Night Raw after Clash of Champions. You know, whoever wins. McIntyre or they open the show. And that's when the five members that reveal themselves come out. Right. Is it Corey? Um, And reveal themselves after taking out either McIntyre or Gordon. Yep. And then go with what they went with this week. But just, I think they pulled it off with Right. Now, another thing I want to get, I want to touch base on briefly before we get to Nuggies news um, is the SmackDown Women's Championship. You've got Bailey versus Nikki Cross again. I mean, there's a possibility we could see Sasha Banks interject herself in the match. Um, I mean, do you just see, I mean, do you think the WWE is just out, is overplaying this with her and Nikki Cross? No. No? Okay. Who else? I can't. Show me the other, show, show me the other face. Right now on SmackDown, that you put a match against Bailey. What about Lacey Evans? She's not a face. She's a heel again. Oh, okay. Turned heel when she had that little feud with Naomi. Oh, okay. I see. All right. Well, we'll talk more about that and the paper and a little bit more of the pay per view and the. Well, I don't know very many uh, women face wrestlers on SmackDown. I mean, there's yeah, there's Lacey Evans. There's Lacey Evans. There's Naomi. What's that? I said Sasha's now a face. Yep. So you're not going to put her in it. She just got you know beaten up again. Right. Alexa Bliss. You don't know what she is. Yep. Um, you know, Lacey Evans, a heel. Yep. Uh, Tamina, uh, I mean, she can be either a face or a heel, I, I guess. Right. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can see and that. I, mean, I, can, I can't even think who the fourth person in the Fatal 4-Way was. Yeah. Was Tamina, Alexa, with Yuki Cross. Tamina, Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss. No, yeah, it was Tamina, Lacey Evans. Oh, that's right, Lacey Evans. Yeah. Right, well, that's the thing. That's it. Those are the four. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I don't know who else they could have, would have, should have had. Right, because, up against because Natty's not a face right now. She's a, she, I think she's a heel now. So. Yeah, but her mother Oh yeah, that's right. Natty's on Raw. Yep. Well, we'll we'll delve into that more uh, as soon as my favorite part of the show comes up. So everybody listening, check out the best part of the show right now. It's Nuggies news. So Greg, take it away. Don't don't get too excited. It's not that big. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what she said. Um, first and foremost, we we we. Talked about retribution. Um, actually, you know what? I never start off with my rant. I'll end with my rant. Um, SmackDown has been doing these these vignettes, um, and everybody's you know saying, "Oh, I think it's this person. I think it's that person. I think it's this person." Um, 
What is all that noise? I don't know. Is your fan blowing on your phone again? Well, it, it, it was momentarily, yeah. But now it's off. Uh, that made me more like that. And now I lost my train of thought. Okay, with this whole vignette. Now, so you have week one, week two, week three. And from week one to week two, okay, week one was just the legs. Week two was more, but week three's vignette was almost the exact same as week two's vignette, except Yvonne maybe you might catch a glimpse of little in the face when she held up that handheld mirror. Right. Um, but there's, you know, rumors going around as to who it may or may not be, except for the fact that three weeks ago they already gave away who it was. Um, and it, I'm not going to take any credit for this. It was something that I found posted online. Um, and it's something that a lot of people will do and, you know, to try and figure things out. It's like when you get one of those, you do one of those puzzles where you have to find all the hidden pictures. And, you know, when it's just this big, you, you put your fingers on it and stretch so it's this big so everything looks a little bigger. Yep. Um, so obviously someone did their own research and notice that on the inside of one of the arms of the mysterious woman in this vignette, there is a tattoo that's on the exact same spot as Carmella. So that pretty much, I mean, unless this person is a Carmella knockoff and it's going to be appeared with Carmella or something looks like her, it's probably going to be revealed that it's Carmella. Um, don't know if WWE purposely did that and showed the tattoo or, or not. Um, but another little thing is with this whole feud between Otis and then the Miz and Morrison. Right. Um, you know, the Miz is the Morrison, you know, they're, they're trying to steal the, the, the contract. And the one week they took the briefcase and Otis said, oh, it's okay. It's in my lunchbox, <laughs> which was a little money in the bank lunchbox. Yeah. I thought um, it was Lunchbox and not the briefcase. When you open up the briefcase, the lunchbox, another lunchbox was inside the briefcase. Then they open the briefcase, um, there's a sandwich in it, you know. Right. So, once again, investigative fans, when Otis held up the copy of the contract, it then, they, they then looked at it, and there was a date on there of uh, May that the contract can be cashed in. The contract states that Otis can cash in the Money in the Bank contract between the 14th of May, 2015, and the 15th of May of 2016. That's printed on the signed contract. Wow. So unless that's part of a storyline that they're going to play off somehow, some way, that doesn't allow Otis to to cash in his contract at all. Um, I, are they just not paying attention that much anymore? Uh, where is that slipping through? And once again, is this all a greater thought of the people up above? Um, knowing that there's people that, that scrutinize every little thing that they do. Yep. You know, and like like you said, you know, you knew that me Yim was a member of Retribution just because of the eyes. Okay. You know, what the hell just happened there? My phone fell over. Oh, <laughs> uh, I thought maybe you had a heart attack. No. Um, Wouldn't want that to happen. So, uh, I just, I think either, I'm not sure what to think. Um. I, I hope it's more of a, of a of a 
long-term storyline because I can't believe that it's just really something that, that WWE would just overlook. Right. Um, and then just going to go on to my little, little rant here. Um, once again, retribution has been around for many weeks. Eight, at this point, if you want to think about it, um, what I mean, Summer Sam was the twenty third, so it was a few weeks before that. So it's pretty much been almost eight, eight to ten weeks mm-hmm. since Retribution first introduced themselves. Right. And once again, you saw all kinds of names. You know, originally we thought we saw. You know, I mean, I remember seeing Tomas Tomaso Champa listed. Um, you know, a bunch of different names. Somebody. Well, one of them could have been Rusev. Um, all day we saw Ch- heard Chelsea Green's names, Mickey James, all these different names, plus the, the people that were there. And, and everybody was complaining that, you know, well, you're, you're, you're taking this too long. Um, you should let the names, you know, out and blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what happened on Monday? Five people were revealed. Yep. And what happened later that night into Tuesday, Tuesday night into Wednesday, is people are now bitching about the people that were revealed. Dude, what the fuck? (laughs) I mean, it's like you just... And I really think a lot of the negativity and things are coming from people that like a you know a dear friend of the shows you know um, the thunderous one he doesn't I mean he canceled the network he hates WWE when he says the alphabet he doesn't even say the letters WWE <laughs> or E the alphabet I mean he just does not associate with WWE at all yep and those are the people that I think are knocking the WWE um. And my rant's going to continue into another, off into another little thing here. <laughs> Excuse me. But AEW and, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I can compare it, is, is saying how NXT can't compete. That they're, they're, killing quote-unquote killing them in the ratings and they're beating them every week you know what the boston red sox have only two teams in the major leagues that have worse records in them right now and i guarantee you i guarantee you they would still draw more people than a Pawtucket red sox mm-hmm. because it's the major leagues versus the minor leagues yep. sorry I, I know people are probably gonna get pissed and get angry NXT is not Raw and SmackDown. Right. It's not. AEW should be killing them in the ratings. AEW is going up against NXT. So, yes, you're getting 900,000 where NXT is only getting 800,000. The week that USA Network had the the, uh, NHL hockey playoffs on Wednesday, USA Network did NXT on back-to-back Tuesdays or what, Super Tuesdays or whatever they were. NXT's ratings were a little higher, mm-hmm. but AEW, AEW is all by itself against nobody. Because I'm sorry, this is the U.S. and not many people care about hockey, especially if you're a wrestling fan. You're not probably not a hockey fan. They barely did a higher number than they would do on any other Wednesday. They did 900, I think it was like 935,000 versus 890,000 a week before. Right. As to where NXT on that Tuesday did over 950,000. So when they didn't go head to head, NXT jumped up 200,000 where... AEW jumped up 15,000. Right. And once again, 
people are making a big deal about the ratings that NXT is not getting compared to AEW is like comparing the attendance at a double A ballpark or triple A ballpark versus a major league ballpark, unless you're the Baltimore Orioles, then you're probably outdrawing, you know, being outdrawn by a triple A team. Right. But um, just give it time. Um, if you guys remember back in WCW's days or even as recent as when TNA first came out, um, they looked very, very successful in the beginning because it was, you know, that bright, shiny penny. Um, but you know what? A penny's never going to be more valuable than a nickel. Right. Absolutely. I agree 100% and with that, everything you said. And that's what I've got for Nuggets News this week. <laughs> All right. Great. That's great. Now, that was also an awesome – that's also, like I said, the best part of the show. I also want to let people know that are listening that August the 4th um, – yeah, August. You got me saying, thinking August now. October the 4th, live here on the Top Rope Report, we will be joined by the number one independent ring announcer in all of independent wrestling, Mr. Matt DeCourt, will be joining us live on the show that night. And also on the 11th, the week after, providing there's no pay-per-view, I put the invitation out to one of the co-founders of PAPW to join us live, Mr. Mario Mancini, uh, to talk to him about how this pandemic has really affected PAPW and wrestling, and maybe he can share a couple of stories with us about his interactions with Road Warrior Animal. So stay tuned for those for those episodes. I haven't uh, I haven't quite heard anything from Mario as of yet. I only just sent out the invitation to him yesterday. But Matt DeCourt is definitely our guest on October the fourth. So you definitely want to tune in and check that out. So. But yeah, um, we, we definitely always look forward to talking with Matt. Always, always. And congratulations also is going out to the new inductees into the PAPW Hall of Fame. Sergeant Murray, Big Daddy, Big Steve Tracy, Paul Perez. Um, kind of figured, you know, those guys are going to be one of the first ones inducted because they have, you know, they're very... Mario Mancini, Paul yeah. Roma. Yep, they're very instrumental in... Those are the six. Those are the six that they've announced. Yep, and they are they are PAPW. So you definitely knew they were gonna they were gonna go in first. And um, so and what's that? And what's that ceremony? I believe it's October tenth. Nope. No. No. When Should is it? Not prepared. October third. October third. They they return to action at the annex October tenth. Oh, okay. Well, I knew they had something going on October 10th. But, um, yeah, so that's going to be interesting. Congratulations to all six of those inductees. Very well deserved. But, um, you know, getting getting to the pay-per-view now. I know we're going to be doing our pay-per-view prediction show. We're not going to be talking predictions. We're not going to be talking who we think is going to win or, or whatever. I just want to talk about... Oh, okay. I just want to talk about Clash of Champions in general. The, the only time of the year that all the titles in the WWE are defended. I'm expecting. Let's run down all those. Let's run down all those matches real quick. Go right ahead. Okay. Um, so once again, as advertised for the first time in forever in a day, um, they're actually advertising a pre-show match yep. or a kickoff show match. Um, and that's Asuka defending her Raw Women's title against Selena Vega. As we all know, Drew McIntyre is defending his, uh, his United States, listen to me, <laughs> WWE Championship in an ambulance match against Randy Orton, where the only way to win is to incapacitate your opponent and put him in the back of the ambulance and get the doors to the ambulance closed. Yep. I guarantee we'll see at least once, maybe twice, where they get one door closed, and just before that second door gets closed, a foot or something comes up, so they <laughs> yep. can't close it. Right. Uh, Roman Reigns defends his universal title against Jey Uso. 
Bailey defends her SmackDown Women's title against Nookie Cross. Nookie Cross. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Cross. Nookie Cross. Yep. Listen to me, Nia Basler. Ah, Jesus. Uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Basler defend their women's tag titles against the Riot Squad of Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura defend their SmackDown tag team titles against Lucha House Party. Um, Kalisto, Grand Metalik, and or Lynch Dorado. Jeff Hart defends his Intercontinental title in a triple threat ladder match against AJ Styles and Sami Zayn. The Street Profits of Angela Dawkins and Montez Ford get defend their Raw Tag titles against Andrade and Angel Garza. And then last, but certainly, well, yeah, probably least. Anyways, uh, Bobby Lassie defends his United <laughs> States title against Apollo Crews. Yep. Now, it just hit me when you mentioned Oscar Zelina Vega. Let me ask you a question. What what was your thoughts this Monday night when they were talking with Oscar about her match coming up, and all of a sudden here comes Billy Kay and Peyton Royce? I mean, I was really sitting there saying, "Wow, are they gonna are they gonna have a match between those two? I mean, is Oscar gonna go against one of them, or is this something that WWE wants yeah, to?" Yeah, Oscar. Did go against Peyton. Oh, I must have missed it. I think that's when I fell asleep. Oh, okay. I was looking forward to it because it's like, oh, wow, here we go. Oscar and Peyton Royce, and all of a sudden I just, you know, hit the sack. But, um, yeah, I mean, is that, I mean, that, that could be another legitimate contender for Oscar after Zelina Vega? Possibly. Um, I, well, what, what confused me about that segment was the fact that Billy Kay was by Peyton Royce's side, but iconics are supposed to be no more. Right. Absolutely. So, did the WWE already realize they made a mistake by splitting them up, or are the iconics now going to come back and have a different name for their tag team? I, I don't know. I don't know. Right. And a lot of the matches that I'm looking at, I mean, I'm expecting and I'm looking at probably, and, you know, you can give me your opinion on this too, whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong or, or however it is, but I'm looking at three, at least three title changes on Sunday's pay per view. I won't go into which ones they'll be. Um, but I'm looking at at least three new champions are going to be crowned at Clash of Champions. Um, I, I, I mean, yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. I haven't really given too, too, too much thought, um, as to all the matches as I'm running down in my head right now. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it'll actually be, I, I don't know, I think it'll actually be less than three. Okay. One, um, one of the things that I, that I want to bring up to you is Jey Uso, Roman Reigns. There was a website that I was looking at the other day, and it said the top five things that would make Clash of Champions phenomenal. And one of them was a former WWE champion confronts Roman Reigns after his title win against Jey Uso. And as I'm reading the article, who does what? What name popped out there on on the screen right there in big bold black letters? Daniel Bryan. And I'm sitting there thinking, huh? And I'm sitting there thinking, wow, Daniel Bryan against Roman Reigns somewhere down the line for the title. That would be an amazing match. 
I mean, I don't see him coming out on Sunday because he's got other obligations right now, you know, with the new baby and everything else. But maybe something after the Royal Rumble, maybe. What's your What's your take well, on I, that? I, you, you, can't, you can't keep Roman Reigns in limbo until after the Royal Rumble. I mean, he's got to have somebody step up to challenge him. You can't wait five months. Well, I'm sure they'll find a couple of opponents. What's it going to be? Brock Lesnar just not defend his title against the Royal Rumble? No, have him, have, him, have him go a couple matches against the Fiend. Maybe they well, want. Okay, you. Uh, okay, well, when, when you're saying that you read an article stating that what would make this pay per view awesome would be Daniel Bryan coming out. I don't think they'd bring anybody out to confront Roman Reigns that you're not going to see until January, February. Oh, okay. So if they were going to do that and if it was going to really happen, you would probably see it happen maybe on the next pay-per-view or maybe on a SmackDown. Right. And, and you're not going to have Dana Bryan's first match back on a pay-per-view be against Roman Reigns in a hell of a cell. Right, because that is the next pay-per-view after Clash of Champions, Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Now, The Fiend against Roman Reigns in a hell in a cell, that I can see happening. Yeah. That I that I can definitely see. And uh, that should be that should be quite an interesting match. Am I am I looking forward to a lot of these title matches? Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Randy Orton match. I'm looking forward to uh, the um, Intercontinental title match. I'm looking forward to... Those, those are actually the only two matches I'm looking forward to. Those two? Yeah, I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, I really think the other matches are too predictable. And here's how I look at it. Back when I was growing up watching WWF and WWF and whatever, they would always have one wrestler in a singles match or two wrestlers in a tag team match wrestling the champions constantly. It seems like every week you would see – I'm just throwing a name out. It seems like every week you would see – I think we lost Trip. Those of you that are here on Anchor, hold on, we're having technical difficulties. I'm, I'm right I'm here. I'm not sure if he's back or not. No, I'm right, okay. I'm right, I'm right here. Your, your feet, your feet disconnected. Oh. For Thirty seconds. But can you still see me? Can you see me now? Now I can. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, like I was saying, they had some matches back in the day. I'm just throwing a name out. Like if you would have Jesse Ventura against Bob Backlund, they would have that match maybe three or four times in a, in a segment on TV back in the day, and and Backlund would win every single time. And then one time Jesse Ventura would win and take the title. That's how I see this Raw tag team title match going, because Angel Garza and Andrade have wrestled the Street Profits umpteen times on Monday Night Raw and, to my knowledge, have lost every match. I see this match going the way of Garza and Andrade defeating the – I would just say defeating the Street Profits. I think that was going to – that would happen. Uh, would it be a shock? No, I don't think it would be a shock to me because – that's the way it used to be back in the day, and maybe the WWE might look at it again that way and say, "Hey, let you know these guys have gone against the champions, you know, five, four or five times already." And even you said it on the pay-per-views. You know, you get beat on TV, you win on the pay-per-view, and that's that's just what I think will probably happen in that match. But Andrade and Garza won this past week on. on I'm wrong. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I must have, I must have fell asleep longer than. Yeah. Well, they won the, um, the triple right. threat match. 
but I'm talking about against the champions. They they've wrestled the street profits, what, probably two or three but, but the, the rule of thumb in that I've always gone by, um, and then you know, being you know the great predictor that I am. <laughs> the Swami of It, the whole rule of thumb is you do well on you go over on the go home show you lose on a pay-per-view randy orton went over this go home show by ending the show with an rko yeah. therefore you know once again it's when you have a toss-up and you can't say like this and trivia pursuit if you ever don't know the answer guess c well, yeah. that's the answer that's most right whatever that's how I justify, well, if I don't know who I'm going to, um, the street profits in front starts in Andrade at all. their match. Right. Let me get your take on, on something that I spoke to you about briefly the other day. I spoke to DJ about it. The money in the bank contract cash-in never before has the Money in the Bank uh, winner cashed in in a tag team aspect. Do you think that will happen with Otis? Or is that his only, is that the only way? Because he's not going to beat Roman Reigns. He's not going to beat Drew McIntyre if it ever happened. I'm just throwing the two champions' names out there. Maybe him and his... Maybe him and yeah, his. He can't, challenge, he can't challenge Drew McIntyre because he's a SmackDown. Right, but I was just, but I was just throwing his name out there because he's a champion. I know he's not going to face him, but I'm just throwing it out there. But do you think he would have a better chance of getting gold in the WWE if he cashed in in a tag team aspect with his partner? Yeah. Because it doesn't say you have to face a singles champion. It just says you have to you can cash it in and face the champion of your choosing. So right, it's just always assumed that it's gonna be for the big title with right. the universal WWE champion. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's so that would be interesting to see if that's uh if that's how they wanna to go with it. But you know, like I said, we're you know, we're getting close to the end of our special six thirty episode here. It's uh you know, like I said, this Sunday, I would presume it's going to be 10 a.m. again this Sunday. The uh, pay-per-view prediction show, we will be joined by Little Nug and the defending champion who now has a belt. So don't be surprised if he's going to be wearing that over his shoulder um, this Sunday at the prediction show. DJ will be joining us. And, um, I mean, the take on the pay-per-view... I'm not expecting it to be an overwhelming A+, but I'm expecting it to be a, a pretty good pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm, I mean, it, it's not obviously often what we get to see nine title matches. Right. Uh, I don't know, there have been big four matches, uh, pay-per-views, where we haven't seen all nine titles defended. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's always going to be an interesting pay-per-view um, when you do have a, uh, you know, a card where all the titles are being defended. Yep. And we're just, I'm just been sitting back uh, wondering, is Nuggy going to pull out a bag of tricks and get a special surprise? For our unadvertised surprise, or is he going to come up with any kind of special, special pick for for a bonus? Only Greg. Well, I mean, there's really, only I Greg. Mean, only Greg knows that. There's really nothing I can. I mean, there's really no match you can come up with a special bonus for. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, really. Nothing that I can even think of. Oh, okay. I mean, all right. You can think of it. Oh. Yeah, all right, definitely. 
All right, so we want to thank everybody out there for tuning in, also on TalkShoe and Facebook Live. For the Nugs to Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia saying don't forget to tune in this Sunday for our Clash of the Champions pay-per-view prediction show. It should be a good one. Have a good night, everyone. Okay. My phone did not overheat once. Okay. That was amazing. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.